Hi guys, my name is Shraddha and you're listening to Just Baate. Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of Just Baate. I'm your host Pratib and I've got alongside me my co-host Ashwin. Uh Ashwin, first episode after our announcement. How are you feeling right now? feeling great dude the thing is we have done 50 plus podcast episodes but this is our first after the announcement and i'm as excited as i was when we started off and we couldn't have asked for a better guest here's the thing so pratib and i were reading a lot about her and we saw a lot of interviews where she was a guest on and we couldn't really come up with a introduction because she's just done a lot and she's gone through so much so just put it to just put it simply She's a business owner, she's a writer, she's a poet, she's also a fighter because of how much she's gone through and she's come out on a high. Shraddha, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you guys for having me. Now, before we get into the episode, we have an icebreaker for you. Like I said, you're a writer, you're a business owner, you're a poet. You also you're also a performer. You've yeah. done a lot of open mics. So if someone were to ask you what do you do and if you were to give yourself a title, what would that be? So basically, uh when I when i used to be on bumble so this is my title <laughs> slam poetry slam poet performer entrepreneur and student because i don't know if there is anything wow. else i can like <laughs> say i mean that's so, perfect yeah so yeah. that is what my introduction would be so yeah to get right into it i was going through one of the uh, one of your interviews with someone else mm-hmm. and you spoke about how until 10th grade you looked forward to going to school and you wanted to go to school every single day and then something switched in 11th yeah now what was this switch and how did you come out of that because a lot of people like even me personally from 10 to 11th i changed schools hmm. so and there was a switch and i didn't want to go to school anymore so what was it for you and how did you come out i think when i went like so obviously after you get like 10th your 10th marks your college admissions like in 11th it's based on how much you have scored I got a 91 and I obviously was going to go to the school that had so basically there was in the from where I'm from Thane um the school is really well known so it has only like toppers right. like who are so the people in my class no one had scored below 87 okay so <laughs> and everybody wanted to do CA in my class hmm. like everyone like you talk oh, what do you want to do no CA I want to be so this literally this was the only like reaction i used to get and there was a point where when i used to go to school so basically i had shifted a lot of schools so like i was in the same school where i started my education from so mm-hmm. i came back after the whole dubai india ordeal and then i came back to the same school and i felt so out of place in the school that i've right. actually started my education from and i know a lot of people here and it just felt so mentally draining because ev- it was not about what you're doing or oh, it literally didn't matter it was just how much you're scoring let's say you're scoring right. good perfect mm-hmm. you're like set and i felt so bad because at a point of time like in 11th i felt like my everything had just come down to marks like there was no extra curricular and the only extra curricular that was there was mun okay <laughs> right <laughs> and i literally I hated going to school like every day I used to dread waking up and I skipped so many classes in 11th on the name that I had my periods so I was like I'll not go to school <laughs> right 
and i literally i barely went to school in 11th and in 12th obviously you had to go to school because otherwise you'll not learn and all of that and i just i always like i had this conversation about how the school made me feel with my mom like now when i went back home for 7 months i had this conversation with her and i asked you why did you put me in the school back again you know i could have just stayed in, in the same school that i was in mm-hmm. i was still gone to christ and it wouldn't have even mattered and she was like yeah probably then i didn't know the decision that i made i thought that was right for you and i was like there's so many things that you think are right for you like i still regret so basically i'm from icse board and uh, in 10th you have that option <laughs> like ninth <laughs> has that option yeah. like you know to drop science mm-hmm. and take up commerce so i took up commerce then and in our third optional out of all the subjects i had to take computer applications right. which <laughs> till now i have not used once in my life right. <laughs> literally and i still tell my mom i could have just taken up arts or eco and i would have done pretty well in that also and i would have done arts and i would have actually been like a proper artist like i yeah. so basically i used to like sketch and mm-hmm. paint and everything so i was like that would have just become better and i still tell my mom that <laughs> that is the one thing if you ask me what i regret is taking a com- computer application first of all right. i didn't know any basic so right. i didn't know like c++ you basic right. i straight jumped to java and right. that i realized like I like I hate like this is one thing I regret. Prate for an engineer how does how does that feel buddy? Dude, I don't know what to say because personally I enjoy the subjects but I can I like I totally get where you're coming from because especially ICSE in in 9th grade when you had that option you're still very young and you're still like इतने सारे सब्जेक्ट्स में से आई हैव टू मेक अ चॉइस ऑलरेडी सो या आई गेट एंड आई यूज्ड टू हेट दोस किड्स हु यूज्ड टू बी इन द साइंस सेक्शंस एंड यूज्ड टू लुक डाउन अपॉन द कॉमर्स किड्स आई एम लाइक बडी मैंने 9th ग्रेड में डिसाइड कर लिया मेरे को लाइफ में क्या करना है तुम तो 11th में कॉमर्स ही लेना तुम्हें दैट्स ट्रू आई वाज लाइक ये कहां से डिस्क्रिमिनेशन क्यों है ये डिस्क्रिमिनेशन व्हाइल वी आर स्टिल ऑन 11th ग्रेड Uh, so the next question is actually something on those lines itself. If you could go back to eleventh grade, what's one thing that the eleventh grade you would not believe about the current you, or would be surprised about in terms of like growth or anything? My eleventh grade would like shit up and <laughs> if she knew, <laughs> if she knew anything about me right now, like I think she would shit right. up and knowing that I've performed in Habitat, like she would shit right. at a lot of things. <laughs> Really? Like she wouldn't believe. Like <laughs> oh wow. Like I yeah man. Thinking about it, man, I would have been so. I would not believe if someone would have told me this. Like I think I've written it in one poetry. Like I wouldn't believe. Like long back or something, probably in my journal or something, I would have written that. You know, I wouldn't believe myself. Like someone were to come up to me and tell me that this is all I have done at the age of nineteen, I'll be like, bro, quit it. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't have motivation to wake up and I'm writing. Like I can't write for myself right now. I'm struggling to even like, you know, put up my things on like Instagram because I think everyone is going to oh, judge me. You're telling right. me I'm performing. Right. I would literally right. like, man, she would be so proud. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she yeah. would be. Now, you mentioned your poem, and I was going through some of your poem that you put up on Instagram, and we also read your write up. on humans of christ which is an instagram page yeah you guys, you guys have done your research <laughs> and yeah. in that in that instagram page there was a lot of experience 
you were talking about in terms mm. of relationships and even in your poem it hasn't been easy yeah. oh, which i completely i was i was loved it by the way you huh. talk about being almost drunk in love if i can say that with the person you're with mm. and you want you want to do everything with them you want them to love you but even in the write up and in your poem you talk about the missing of self love you forget yeah. about loving yourself and when was that realization for you that it's great to be in a relationship i love even personally i love the idea of being in love, love. but a lot of us yeah. forget about self love and loving yourself so when was that switch for you i've always romanticized like every time someone used to ask me how are you i always used to say i'm amazing why wouldn't i be and whenever i used to dress up or like if like my parents and me like used to go out and i'm looking nice i would just like yeah my ंग <laughs> 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 I don't know I don't know when or when I came, had that switch I just feel like you know you give so much like being in love so many times or like you know I, the idea of love then you never get that idea of love you mm-hmm. just think that you know it's so pointless to expect like I've written in that poem I think like you know I could just bring make that garden for myself yeah why do I expect for someone else to get it to me and like someone will get me a flower I can just make a whole garden myself. Right. So that's the whole concept. I think I don't know. I just I think over time I have grown to the fact that you know how much being with yourself and just being is so important mm-hmm. that we forget about it in the whole rush of you know having someone to love you or having right. someone else to give you that validation. was it around this time that you realized that you enjoy writing or was that something that had come before come yeah before? i think around 11th when i decided that you know friendships evolved i still never i don't think so i just don't i think i have so many expectations from other people that i forget right. that you know i'll never find friendships like that mm-hmm. but i just genuinely feel like one day i will like one right. day mm-hmm. there will be a mm-hmm. day so but i just feel like there is no much like at that point of time 11th i think i had no other best friend than my diary and that's when i used to actually write my journals and everything mm-hmm. and that was a concept given by someone who was actually a teacher to me in 10th grade right. so basically i was so i shifted from dubai to mm-hmm. india and i was really weak in maths because cbc cbse i to icsc is one big jump ekdam ocean and I felt I was really weak in geography. I was only good at commerce and history. <coughs> Hindi was literally. I mean, I when when we used to be like when I was in Dubai, we had Hindi as a subject. We literally used to get eleven pages of MCQ grammar, and now I had to learn the whole grammar textbook Whoa. so that I knew, <laughs> so that I knew how to get to those eleven marks in the paper. and i just felt at that time so i had put myself into commerce tuition for the only reason is because i don't need to come home and study it right so so i i used to only study since since then like i started the whole thing of ek din pehle padhna 
like and commerce used to be that subject mm. like i used to study one day before and i used to get marks and uh, that's when like so the teacher used to teach there expected so much from me and then the whole bond like you obviously have that teacher student uh-huh. bond and everything and he told me why don't you write like why don't you write it in a journal whatever you're feeling and that's when i the whole writing in a journal like journal is your best friend sort of the thing came up and i started writing 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 and then i forgot that a world around me existed and mm-hmm. and i felt so at home in that journal like i still have that like it's some old piece of some conference that my dad went that notebook it is there it is everything is there and i look back like sometimes i just go back to that journal and see what i what shit i was going through <laughs> to see myself now and i'm like shraddha great <laughs> and i think that's when i discovered that i actually can write right. and um, i always had this thing that when i used to so in uh, like when you're young your mom asks you to read and everything right so she gets you story mm. books and everything i hated story books like anything story like anything book related i hated my the, the whole fancy library we have at home is all of my brothers books Right. And everyone like, oh my god do you read this book I'm like I've never read anything in my life right. <laughs> There was this one book that she had gotten me 100 essays hmm. Okay so she used to tell me every night before you go to sleep read one essay loudly There was one essay about family vacation I was like my vacation doesn't look at all like this Mere na grandparents aata hai na meko koi khilata hai meri mummy meko bana ke khilati hai and i this like whole and then i realized why is there nothing relatable mm-hmm. like every other essay that was there about like family vacation my friend relationship with my parents my best friend i didn't have all of that right. and i was like i'll write better than this <laughs> i'll relate to it fair, fair, yeah and i think that's where it started so basically when i was very young my mom tells me this that because my brother and me have a 10 years gap Right. So, oh, okay. so when I was like three or four, like he was already thirteen, fourteen, and mm-hmm. he started having those big, big maths textbooks and everything. Yeah. And he's an engineering student. So, uh. <laughs> looking at his textbooks, I was like, I also want to, you know, have big, big textbooks. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he used to go for Fiji classes. Like Fiji, no, what do they call it? Cag, whatever class, yeah, coaching yeah. and all. and i used to look at his books and he used to like make me write and he used to keep writing all day because his tenth boards and right, everything oh, yeah yeah so i was like i also want to write so i used to take one book and i've literally sat in one like i've sat like this taking a pen because my brother used to write with a pen i also wanted to write with a pen so just scribble and i used to fill the whole book in an hour and just like scribbling like this and my mom was like my mom tells me now like since then you have really decided that you really wanted to write that's true yeah. like yeah, yeah. probably but when you were when you were writing as a kid was it a story or you were just no i was in my head it was a story oh right <laughs> and my mom always would look at the notebook like kya yaar aur ek notebook khatam ho gaya ghar pe but that's sweet that's uh, yeah. very sweet that's quite the journey dude like and especially i think one thing i just picked up on is that you didn't like reading books as a kid was that yeah, yeah yeah because generally i'd expect someone who's writing to have like yeah a lot of reading yeah 
so and yeah from there mm-hmm. reading shouldn't just be like my perspective of reading is that you shouldn't just mm-hmm. have that reading limited to fiction books or non fiction books that's true yes thank you for that you yeah i mean i read a lot like if you see i'll always have like an article open mm-hmm. or like you know i'll always read about things Like right. I'll just randomly read about things. Yeah, both of us we hardly read fictional books. I read mm-hmm. I read a lot of books, but it has nothing to do with fiction. Not that I hate fiction, by the way. I'm just <laughs> putting it out there. But yeah, both of us read a lot. Hmm. Yeah, and then from there, like so, you said, then you started taking part in essay competitions and all, to eventually performing on stage. So can you tell us about that experience? Because uh, I don't know if you're a good public speaker at that point. Was it nerve wracking for you? How was that like? So basically, I always used to go for public speaking classes. Okay. So I'm a Trinity <laughs> okay. public speaker. Wow, oh, that's nice. Oh wow, right. That's. Uh, so I have always had that. Like I, I'm always like, "Me ko bol nahi do." That's I'm doing HR specialization. The only yeah. thing is that you can speak. Yeah. <laughs> Give me anywhere to speak, I'll speak. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that I never had that, like, um, being nervous mm. or like you know, just okay. put me in on stage and give me the mic. And I will speak. Right, <laughs> that is awesome. But wasn't there a stage like when you were, like you said, you performed in Habitat? Hmm. Was and you spoke about getting validation from others. Was, hmm. Weren't you nervous about will they like what I'm saying? Like, see, yeah. I had yeah yeah boot wala sitting right next there. Oh wow! Right. <laughs> I didn't realize that he was there, and hmm. uh, he basically comes for all the open mics and everything. and um, the first time that i went up on stage i was so i didn't get so i basically commented on their open mic post and everything and i didn't think that i'll get like a reply but you know i have one of my relatives in the writing industry so mm-hmm. i got okay. through so they knew the whole uh-huh. the whole story about it and when i went up on that stage i felt man <laughs> i've always had like every time like at night when i used to go to sleep i used to like see these open mics and erase poetry and everything like i really want that edge like that edge behind yeah. me looks so fucking cool yeah, like i true. really want it and when i went up for a minute i just like looked behind and i was like <laughs> i'm here <laughs> and then i started going and i realized that you know this like a part of my routine now like you know i started like going for so many open mics and i never thought like i'll become such a active open mic mm-hmm. person like i'll oh, go yeah. and do open mics or poetry and have my own poetry showcase like it feels like surreal to me when you like come and i nervous yeah it's nerve wracking because you know you're right. yeah yeah you always like i have just felt like i don't know Like, it feels nice to be on stage. Meant like, to do this. This is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Pratip can relate to this. I cannot. Because thinking about just doing this. is nerve wracking like when we know that a guest is going to join the call i'm all dead inside like i'm so nervous it's exciting but 
I don't know if I'm looking forward to it. I'm just there's so nervous. There's a nervous energy always. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's that's... always a nervous energy, but I think how you utilize that energy mm. like really yeah, depends yeah. upon you. That's, yeah. that's true. Writing in your diary is one thing that's very personal to you. Now mm. you you started putting your poems out on Instagram. You started performing them. How did mm. your family react to this? Because now they can read it. Do they ask you if you go through this? Or, like, how was their reaction when you started performing? My, I remember in like ninth grade, I published a blog, and I sent it to my dad. My dad is like, "Ye sab kya hai?" And I literally went like, "I'll never do it again." And my brother was like, "You oh. know what? Parents are always going to have that, and like, you know, you should pursue your passion and everything." And I when I started like putting out my poetry, my parents were not on Instagram then. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Then I make them addicted to Instagram. <laughs> that's that's nice. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, so when like I started posting out everything, so I started doing like actively. I started like I always used to send my mom my pieces. Mm-hmm. Like I used to tell her on call. My mom always is like. उट इट नाउ I just feel very proud that you know my parents are like that. Like you know, be it everybody right. else in this world. Like you know, right mm-hmm. now also like yesterday I met one of my friends' father, and uh, so he was asking all of us like you know what are we doing right now and mm-hmm. everything. And so I recently got placed to teach for India, and right. I wanted to do okay. this right. because I didn't want to do a nine to five, and. Um, mm-hmm. So he goes like so. Another girl is giving her interview at like a big shot mm-hmm. MNC, and he he comes to me he's like, "Oh, Shada, what are you doing?" I said, "Well, I'm not doing business." And yeah. he was like, "Huh?" I said, "I didn't say anything." And then the girl goes, like, "One of my friends goes like, 'You got placed, right?'" And she like, "Tell him, tell him." I was like, "Yeah, I got placed." <laughs> and uh, he was like, "Teach for India, it's okay." And I was like, okay, oh, cool. Okay. I just went to th- two months of like a rigorous oh, process for nothing. Yeah. And then he goes like, and I'm like, no, I just want to do my business while right. I do right. that. So yeah. you know, for the opportunity, I'm thinking, like, there's no scalability in the business. It's just for for pocket money, right? Like pocket money, to aata usse. I felt so bad. Felt <laughs> <laughs> so bad. And I literally like after that I went. I called my mom. I was so happy. I was walking. I was going to go to Glen, drink hot chocolate. My life is set. Great, yeah, yeah. My yeah. life is great. And this uncle just like mood off. So bad. And I literally went like I called up my mom and I told her, you know, I should have sat for Deloitte, and you know, I, Deloitte CTC. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I am my mom. Literally, so my mom was like, "You really wanted to work at Deloitte. You want to work on Saturdays and Sundays also. You want to work at such a low page wage mm-hmm. and everything." Yeah. And I was like, "I don't know. Like my dad would have been proud, you know, mm-hmm. when he tells somebody, he tells 
पहले तो यहाँ तो एक्सप्लेन व्हाट माय बिजनेस इज़ अबाउट एंड देन यहाँ से नाउ एक्सप्लेन टीच फॉर व्हाट इस टीच फॉर इंडा एंड हाउ आई हाउ आई वांटेड इट सो बैड तो यहाँ से एक्सप्लेन इट now if you were to like oh my daughter is in deloitte <laughs> it's so much more cooler yeah. than him actually explaining everything right and i felt like my dad would be like you know because at that time <laughs> i had an option between jp morgan and teach for india and you can only okay. accept one offer when that comes ah, to right. like yeah. offer letter so i knew i sat for only one placement teach for india because i knew i wanted to do it and, and that yeah i got it and that had been in my mind since like i was mm. in 11 That's some tunnel vision. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to see. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I just thought, like, yes, I felt so bad. And then my dad sends me this whole big ass text. He's like, Papa, do you think I'm just, you know, my business is for pocket money? My dad goes like, You spend it like you spend your money like it's your main earning. What will we do then? <laughs> <laughs> And I go like, No, no, I'm just saying like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you would have been more prouder if I was in like a big MNC. He's right. like, at the end of the day, job satisfaction is more than you know, an MNC, and you know after that when you get into a great college for masters, you will get into any MNC that you want, and yeah. then that teach for India or like Deloitte or JP Morgan won't hold any value because your right. experiences would be so much more. I think your parents and my parents have a lot of similarity in that way because. Even my dad tells me that so I'm doing BB and I'm doing this podcast and stuff. Yeah. And there are people who say like, "What are you going to do after?" And I, I tell them, "I'm yeah. going to do journalism. I'm going to become a writer." And they say, "Where's the money in that?" And my dad's like, "It's ten years down the line when their son is not happy, and when you're happy, they'll be like, 'Why didn't you do something else?'" Yeah. So. And I think they will have that conversation. All these parents, at the end of the day, like children will get frustrated. Like, yeah. I know that so many of their kids like. so many people like i wanted to do this but you know my parents didn't allow me to do this because mm-hmm. you know there's no stable paycheck and i just feel like at the end of the day like that frustration is going to come out yeah that you know it's be like it's because of you yeah. that i couldn't be <laughs> yeah. there and i my parents i don't think so they want that blame in their life ki you know they obviously tell us like me and my brother they tell us they have that open conversation that you know we mm. did some things wrong we shouldn't have done it but you know if we knew then we would have not made that mistake right if we had that knowledge then we wouldn't have made that mistake it's just that and my parents have mm. the big fancy terms or how much a big paycheck lies on yeah. your bank or they don't mm-hmm. care because yeah. we always figure our way out and yeah. the thing is with me and my brother we have always set higher expectations for ourselves and my parents know that like mm-hmm. we both want to you know be good at what we are doing okay. and they don't they don't worry because dono bachche to na like nikle nahi itne zyada and i think my yeah like so they don't have that like you know they're just all chill do whatever you want to do with your life just do it that's it that's all Yo yo thanks for tuning into the latest episode of Just Baatein we hope you enjoyed it and that it left you inspired thanks for all your support and maybe you could support us just a little more by maybe going to our instagram and twitter and giving us a follow there and also you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms right from spotify to apple podcast to google podcast cheers